we are live. Good evening, everyone. It is Brian, the UK Bitcoin master on the 18th of January 2021. Back as always with my regular um, Monday Bitcoin show. Welcome, everyone. Quickly in the chat, I can see Zaza, Jean, uh, Wilco Delamarche, uh, Bitcoin Sean, welcome to you. Buffy W, um, who else have we got? Paul Rouleau, I've seen Yorkie Bitcoiner. Um, who else have we got in the chat? I can't see. Um, white Label Recruitment, welcome to you. Look at this, people. Uh, I don't know whether this is real or not, but White Label Recruitment. Let me put that in there and see what this dude had to say. I'm 11 years old and I'm going to invest £250 in Bitcoin now. Wow. You know, is that real? Is it a bot? What is it? I don't know. But hey, listen, fantastic. If you are, man, what I'd give to be 11 years of age and starting to put money into Bitcoin. Imagine dollar cost averaging for maybe 20 or 30 years where that dude would be in 20 or 30 years by dollar cost averaging amazing. Um, who else have we got? My lovely wife joined us. Elaine, welcome. JC Borta coming in from South Africa. We've got Rocky Palumbo, Lizelle um, Lambrex is in the house. Welcome. Jason Chu. I don't want to miss anyone. Look, if you want to shout out people, all you have to do is type in UK Bitcoin Master and I will give you a shout out for sure. I want to give a quick shout out to all those people that are finding my podcast. It's amazing how many people are finding my podcast and also my um, pseudonym Facebook account and actually coming on and wanting to connect with me, <clears throat> sending me DMs, asking me questions about should I invest in Bitcoin, etc. You know who you all are if you're on the channel. That is fantastic. It shows we are starting to move forward in the space. Really, really, really exciting. Um, yeah, Yorkie, you said I, I am sounding a bit distant. Oh, hello. Let me do a double check on that. Hold on. I'm sounding a bit distant. I don't know why. Can anybody else tell me if I'm too quiet? Maybe I need to be nearer the microphone. Um, there is a 20 second delay. So if you can type in and I'll ensure before I go on that people can hear me okay. Gary O'Connell's in the house. Welcome to you, Gary. Great to have you with us. Now, um, if you're brand new to the channel, you should be reading the disclaimer down here. So therefore, if you haven't read it, you should have done. I also want to plug my two channels, ukbitcoinmaster.com and bitcoininterviews.com. That is where you're going to find all of the work that I've done to date. Bitcoininterviews.com is clearly all the interviews that I've done. And stick around to the end of the show. I've got an announcement about a live guest that I'll be interviewing on Thursday. Um, uh, a great guy in the space. So wait around for that. That'll be fantastic. Yeah, Elaine, rightly so. Um, the 21 million club that we had, which is a private Zoom meetup, on Saturday just gone was absolutely awesome. We talked for three hours. I don't know where the heck the time went. Thanks, everyone. The fine sound is fine, apparently. Um, John from Malibu is in the house. I'm not saying the last bit, Zaza, but welcome, John. 
Don't know why you need to keep tagging that bit on the end, but you do. Uh, Hastings Insurance Solution has joined us. Welcome. Michael Weber's in the house. Keep coming in, people. Don't forget, there is a pinned message to retweet the show. And retweeting the show helps us to get more eyeballs on the show. If you're new to the channel, you need to hit the subscribe button, which, if you are watching this on Catch Up, is down here somewhere, I think. And then hit the bell button next to it and click all, and you'll be notified when I go live. Um, so if anybody wants to put something in the chat saying how long is an intro, it ain't an intro. This is all part of the show, people. Some people in the com com uh, comments section afterwards have gone seven minute intro. This ain't an intro. This is me talking to you all, people introducing what's going to go on, welcoming everyone in the chat and saying hello personally to create a personalised connection between me and you. So don't anyone put in the comments afterwards how long an intro, because it's part of the show. So check out those websites there. And finally, if anybody wants to drop a few Satoshis, you don't have to, but if you want to, uh, Michael Weber, yes, I was so tired Saturday night. Come on, Michael, get alive. Get some energy into you. I could have gone more and more hours, but the trouble was I couldn't sleep. My head was absolutely buzzing with it, and I just couldn't sleep. I had a bit of a train wreck night, but I wasn't out of energy, uh, that's for sure. Um, so, yeah, tipping.me, there it is, UK Bitcoin Master. That's in the show notes right now under this video somewhere. If you click the little arrow, you can scroll down, show more, and you'll find it if you wanted to drop a tip. You don't have to drop a tip, but I'm saying there are people that want to. So let's get that out of the way. Okay, please tweet this out. Please follow me on Twitter at UK Bitcoin Master. Um, there was also a pinned tweet earlier. I would strongly encourage all of you, follow me at UK Bitcoiner on, on YouTube. I've had my channel taken down once already. If it goes down again and you're following me, then you can simply move over to the backup channel and you'll be notified when I go live. If you're following me and you've hit the subscribe button on that backup channel. Now, just to make you feel a bit more comfortable, all you're doing is subscribing. I don't post anything there, so it's dormant. So you won't get any notifications from me unless this channel gets taken down as it's already been taken down once. I've noticed Kieran's in the house. Kieran from Scotland, welcome. Um, communicated with you earlier during the day. I don't even know where we commuted, communicated now, Kieran. Um, it might have been on Facebook. It might have been on Twitter. I can't remember because people are connecting with me everywhere, which is so flipping exciting. But Kieran, great to have you in the house, man. It really is. So what I want to do without further ado is uh, one last thing that I always forget to do and I need to do. Hold on a second is pop this one up. A quick plug for some of the people that support the show. JustLearnBitcoin.com. Dan, if you want to learn anything about questions about mining, whether it's wallet setup and backup, storage solutions, end-of-life planning, vanity addresses, or consulting packages, check out JustLearnBitcoin.com because they got it all over there and their show sponsors as well. Lightninghood.com. Zaza. 
who's in the house right now, he heads up lightninghood.com, got merch on his site, check it out. SatoshiCorner.com is starting to sponsor my merch. So you're going to see more merch coming through that I'm wearing from SatoshiCorner.com. So go and check him out. He's in Ireland um, in the United Kingdom. Bitcoin to the Moon down in Australia has got a great website as well. And for resources and learning, ArmanThePalman.com is well worth checking out. So what I want to do, let's head on over to the desktop and let's see what's going on in the Bitcoin world uh, right now. As you can see, we got a bit of a sideways motion going on, but we're still hovering around the high 35,000s. Now, for those of you that are maybe moaning or thinking, well, we got up over 40,000, what's going on? We've had a correction, which is healthy, and we got a bit of sideways motion. But I'm telling you, hold firm because the thing's going to go again. Nobody knows when it's going to go, but I'm telling you at some point it's going to go. So hold firm. Keep stacking those Satoshis. The, the mantra for this channel, by the way, is number one, get some skin in the game and buy some Bitcoin. I don't care how you do it, buy some Bitcoin. No financial advice intended. Number two, and very importantly, get it off an exchange that you bought it on and get it onto a hardware device. The device that I recommend is the Trezor. I don't even have the Trezor Model T. I've got the Trezor One. I love it. It's fantastic. It's very easy to get your head around. For anyone that wants it, I can even do consult consultations for either a tiny bit of Bitcoin or some fiat. It doesn't matter. And you'll find my email address at the bottom of the notes after the show. So do check out the notes section. Uh, Robert Brooks has just joined us. Robert, welcome to you. If you've joined us and I haven't given you a shout out, just type in UK Bitcoin Master. It will light up on my second monitor, orange and I'll happily give you a shout out live on the show. At the moment, I can't see anyone. Whoops, the show notes are going absolutely loopy. Hold on a second. Yeah, that's a bit weird. Everything's gone and frozen over there. I think Zaza was saying something, did he? Did Zaza? Yeah, John from Malibu. Oh, yeah, we got that one. OK, so let's get rid of the chart and let's see what's going on in the world of Bitcoin news. Well, that should have changed and it didn't, but now it did. OK, so in true bullish style and don't forget, end of the show, I'll announce Thursday's live guest. So stick around, people, because um, he's a great dude. Here's a great heading. Goldman Sachs. Now, Goldman Sachs, crikey, they were against Bitcoin are now saying they're going to enter the crypto market very soon. So yet again, another bullish headline. So who do you imagine? What institutions do you imagine that are in the same arena as Goldman Sachs? Who do you think's looking at what their, their notification there and thinking, what the hell do they know that I don't? And who do you think's doing some research into why they should maybe look at this and get into Bitcoin? All of them are people. So the mere fact that we've got a headline here, it says Goldman, JP Morgan, JP Morgan are in, and City are all said to be looking at crypto custody. Now, custody is great. It brings more um, people and institutions to the space. But when you buy your Bitcoin and you leave it on a custodian like one of these, there's an old saying, if you're new to the channel, not your keys, 
not your Bitcoin. And therefore, number one, buy some. Number two, get it off an exchange, not on one of these, onto a Trezor hardware device. And then you own your keys, which means it's your Bitcoin. And then wait it out. You guys that are joining us that are new to all of this, give yourself a 10 years of dollar cost averaging. Don't look to join Bitcoin now and make a fast buck. Understand that it's mega volatile. If you're in this to try and time the market and make a fast buck and get out, you are going to get wrecked in Bitcoin, people. My show is all about buying and holding, delaying gratification, treating it like a savings plan and giving it a minimum of four years. I got in in 17. It's now 2021. Until you've been in four years, you haven't ex you haven't um, experienced the, the bull runs, the FOMO, the fear of missing out as everyone piles in. You haven't experienced a massive correction. You haven't experienced one or two years in a bear market when it's on the floor and everybody's laughing at you because <laughs> that idiot got into Bitcoin. Now look at it. It's what happened to me. OK, when you hold through all of that and then you hit the next big bull run after the next halving, that is when you are vindicated and then they're all thinking, he told me so, but I didn't listen. So articles like this are designed to help you build your bullish strong hand. These people aren't coming into the space unless they know something. So UK banking powerhouse Goldman, sorry, US banking powerhouse Goldman Sachs has issued a request for information or an RFI to explore digital asset custody, according to a source inside the bank. When asked about the timing, the Goldman source said the bank's custody plans would be evident soon. Goldman's digital asset custody RFI were circulated to at least one well-known crypto custody player towards the end of 2020. So they're doing their research, people. They want to know what's going on. Rocky Palumbo, Saturday's 21 million club meeting was almost three hours. I wish it was six. Rocky, I have to say it was incredible. And I don't know where those three hours went. Uh, nine of us. Nine people getting to know each other, talking Bitcoin, chewing the fat about everything, world affairs and everything was absolutely superb. I've got to say it. In fact, can I find that? Because I did say to you guys, if you put it in there about the 21 million club, where's Rocky gone? Uh, Rocky, I can't find it. I was going to I was going to put that across the screen, but hey ho, not to worry. Thank you, Rocky, for your comment. It was an awesome meetup. If you want to know how you can become part of our 21 million club, it's a once a month Zoom meetup offline where we get to know each other and talk Bitcoin. And there's some great Bitcoiners in there, I can tell you. Several of them are in the chat right now. All you got to do is email me at the link in the notes after the show and ask me what is the criteria to become part of that private club. And I'll happily uh, tell you. So back to the show. Elon Musk validates Bitcoin as a tool to repair global inflation. Man, Elon Musk, is he, quote me, is he the richest guy in the world or one off? You know, I think he must be up there. Elon Musk agrees with the proposal that Bitcoin, uh, that claims Bitcoin could be an alternative to counteract bank inflation. 
Big deal. Tesla's CEO, Elon Musk, has been the subject of much attention in the crypto community. The businessman has made a series of tweets in which he shows his interest in Bitcoin. He's sort of toying with it. He's playing with it or he's accumulating and he's not telling anyone, but he's giving off the impression that he's playing with it. A few days ago, he stated that he would never refuse to take a payment in Bitcoin. This was a tweet. Um, in response to somebody else's. This has sparked a debate in which Bitcoin emerged as an alternative to the traditional financial system. The author of the book, Thank God for Bitcoin, The Creation, Corruption and Redemption of Money, Robert Breedlove, uh, Robert Breedlove argued that the Bitcoin network is a means to optimize how value moves in space and time, as opposed to fiat money that is efficiency for moving money only in space. And if you try and move it over time, of course, we know it loses its value. In that sense, Musk responded and went on to describe money as an information system that allows the construction of goods and services. These uh, last two factors are what create value. Therefore, the currency that has the system with less error and latency will win. Musk endorsed one user's comment on how Bitcoin could win in this race if used to repair the traditional financial system against the inflationary madness of the banks by using it as a store of value. So, man, if Elon Musk just took one, two, three, four or five percent of Tesla's reserves and put that into Bitcoin, my goodness, that would be absolutely mind blowing. I'm just checking there's nobody uh, trying to get my attention in the chat and there aren't. So another really, really bullish article, people. And if you're new to this, you've got to understand that these players know something is going on and you've got an ideal opportunity to front run them and stack your Bitcoin before they pile in and drive the price skyrocketing towards the moon. Now, going to run a video in a minute, but here's another one. I'm quite fancying Miami in Florida, truth be told. And then I go and see that uh, Miami's mayor talks of the benefits of buying Bitcoin for Miami's city treasury. Uh, let's have a look at what he had to say there. Miami Mayor Francis Suarez teased a Bitcoin purchase earlier today as per a tweet. This was not intended for his personal account. However, with Suarez stating that Miami's treasury funds could find their way into Bitcoin, we hope to make our city of Miami one of the most crypto forward and technologically advanced cities, he said in the tweet. So rather than um, read his tweet, I'm going to run a quick video that I found where he was being interviewed. So take a look at this, people, and I'll be back in a minute. I'm showing you Bitcoin again because it hit almost $40,000 earlier this morning and because the mayor of Miami wants to put some of the city's treasury reserves into Bitcoin. The mayor of Miami is Francis Suarez and he's with us now. Sir, welcome back to the show. You're putting government money into a very volatile cryptocurrency. You want to explain why you're doing that? Sure. If I would have done it last year, I would have made 200 plus percent. So I would have looked like a genius. Uh, but we want to be one of the most crypto forward uh, and technological cities in the country. So we're looking at, number one, creating a, a regulatory framework 
uh, that makes us the easiest place in the United States to do uh, business if you're doing it in cryptocurrencies. Uh, we're looking at laws from uh, Wyoming, Wisconsin, and New York, a regulatory environment. And we have a tremendous amount of interest in tech right now. So we're looking at a variety of things from being able to make payments in crypto, uh, in Bitcoin in particular, uh, being able to pay your taxes, being able to pay fees to the city. And then, yes, we are looking at the possibility of diversifying our investment portfolio and having and holding a percentage of our uh, investments in Bitcoin. Is this all part of your move to bring high-tech companies, big-tech companies to Miami? I, look, I know you've got good weather. I know you've got low taxes. Are you using a Bitcoin investment as a further inducement? It is. Uh, I, I think, uh, you know, the world is watching and, and the world is uh, always uh, seeing all the things that cities do. If you're inviting, um, that's something that uh, cities are benefit, benefiting from like, like we are. Uh, I want uh, the creative and the innovative class to come here and create high paying jobs for my residents. And certainly there is a, an enormously large a crypto and Bitcoin community, uh, particularly, uh, you know, on social media, and they are carefully watching as these assets become more and more mainstream. Uh, the more that uh, organizations like the city of Miami and others uh, mainstream Bitcoin, there's only one direction uh, that the prices are going to go because we know that the supply of money is limited. It's only going to go up. You know, that gets everybody worried. When, when, when anybody says, oh, there's only one direction in which this investment can go, and that is up. I mean, look at the limited supply. It's bound to go up. You know, Your Honor, those could be famous last words, couldn't they? They could be. And certainly if, uh, you know, some government entity decides to try to regulate it out of existence, um, that's always a threat and that's always a possibility. Uh, but uh, the reality is uh, it's been, uh, although it is volatile, and I will admit that it is, uh, you know, it just dropped a certain percentage, it went down to 36,000. Now it's already back up in almost a week to its high of 41,000. Um, the fact that it is limited, the fact that um, you know other governments use currencies uh, to do a variety of things that have nothing to do necessarily with uh, the exchange of goods, but uh, to implement public policy, I think has uh, made Bitcoin a very attractive investment for many people. Yay, what about that then, people? That's a bit bullish, isn't it? But then you got that, uh, the reporter saying, you know, oh, they, they could be uh, words you live to regret, etc. He obviously has not gone down the rabbit hole and got the true meaning of scarcity. And if an asset has value and it's scarce and people want it, there's only way one way it can go and that is up. And that guy's not getting any of that. And it could be him that eats his words because he didn't accumulate any Bitcoin. So I just thought that was worth sharing with you all, people. I'll put a link in the show notes below to that if you want to have another look at it. I've just seen my bill 66. Welcome to you, Mike Bitteath. Welcome to you, man. It's great to have you in the house with us um, as well. So let's go back over to the desktop and carry on where we left off. What else have we got? Okay, here's a thing. This is what's going to drive the price of Bitcoin up, people. You've got the International Monetary Fund are now actually saying, or the governments are saying, hey, listen, people, just go spend, spend, spend. In other words, just literally kill anything that money's worth. Just go and spend. Spend as much as you can and then spend a little bit more was the message given last night by, by the IMF, um, the International Monetary Fund's managing director, 
Kristalina Georgieva at Russia's annual Gada Economic Forum. I mean, they've got to do it because businesses are failing everywhere. Nation states could collapse, you know, the, the way the situation is right now. So they've got to do it. But equally, all that is going to do is be good for Bitcoin. That can only ever be good for Bitcoin when they are just printing money like it's going out of fashion. And yet Bitcoin is getting scarcer and scarcer and scarcer. And this is what that silly reporter is not. He's not looking at the macro effects of all of this. It's almost like we've got a perfect storm that's not brewing. We're right in the middle of it. You know, and don't be fooled by the sideways motion that Bitcoin's having over the last week. Just buy, stack and hold, because I'm telling you, I don't know. I can't give financial advice, but this thing's going to go again. You have to know that. And then you've got the IMRF just saying, ah, oh, just money printer go. I can't do how you guys. Something like that. But you take the point. Um then you've got JP Morgan. Uh, I mentioned this before. Retail is mostly speculative. If you're brand new into all of this, retail is regular dudes like us. OK, and regular dudes. And I've got to admit, when I got into Bitcoin in um, May 2017, it was speculation for me. If there's a way to make a load of money, absolutely fantastic. I'll get in. But then as you get in the rabbit hole and you learn about Bitcoin and its ability to potentially make the world that my kids, grandkids, great grandkids, etc. live in a better place, a more fairer place that gets rid of corrupt governments. All of a sudden, you don't want to make the profit anymore. You know you're going to get that. You're just in it for making the world a better place, etc. So, yes, a lot of retail comes in to speculate, but the institutions don't. And I keep saying this. If you're umming and ahhing about is this thing going to go, isn't going to go, should I invest, shouldn't I invest? Here's a thought for you. All these big institutions will not jump into Bitcoin if it's something dodgy, if they haven't evaluated it over months and months and months and months, by the way, and had boardroom meetings and, and, and everything else like that, they're not coming into it unless they're on to something. Michael Saylor from Michael Strategy, in, in MicroStrategy, initially invested uh, $450 million, And that fund is through the roof in terms of what it's, of what it's worth today compared to what he invested um, in it. So, you know, JP Morgan, three and a half years ago when I got in, they were slamming it. Jamie Dimon, their CEO, was, was calling it a fraud. If any of my employees ever are ever, you know, involved in Bitcoin, I'll, I'll, I'll fire them instantly. And then one, I think his daughter turned around and said, Dad, I own Bitcoin. Ha ha. So you've got to you've got to root out the noise, people, you know, tune out the noise. As for where the money is coming from, it's retail money from the Robin Hood crowd, the institutional crowd coming from the entry of big names like Paul Tudor Jones. If you're new and you don't know who these people are because you're not in money markets, I wasn't. I had to learn who these people were. You know, um, Paul Tudor Jones won. You know, it just I, I get I get flustered because I just want everybody to know what I got inside here. You know, I can't make financial advice. I'm not telling you what you should and shouldn't be doing. Um, you've got to do your own research. You've only you've got to invest only what you can afford to lose. But oh, my God, I don't think there's anything you'll find as ever exciting again in your life in terms of living through this potential redistribution of wealth. Hold on a second. Who was that? 
Ah, Johnny New York. Welcome, Johnny. Great to have you in the house. I've just spotted that you typed in my name there. Great to see you, Johnny, as always. Thanks for starting to regularly support the show. I appreciate it. And this one, I couldn't um, leave the show, leave the, sh the show notes, uh, the publications, I'm sorry, without coming back to this one. If you're brand new into this, you may not have heard this story. You can go and Google it and it will come up. But when I got into Bitcoin, one of the first videos I was ever shown was a guy from Wales in the UK. He was interviewed because he's thrown his old, I don't know whether it was a laptop or a computer, down the landfill site. OK, and at the time, seven and a half thousand bitcoins, I believe, were worth something like eight million, something like that. Well, here's the updated article. He's now wants to get his bitcoin back. So a British man is offering to give his city 70 million dollars if they let him search a landfill site for a discarded hard drive, which he claims has almost 300 million worth of bitcoin stored on it. James Howells from Newport in South Wales claims he was he mistakenly threw away the hard disk with seven and a half thousand bitcoins on it. Ugh! According to a report on the BBC, with bitcoins currently worth around 38, well, we know it's about 36 now, that missing hard disk could be worth the best part of 300 million. There's one major problem, however. He didn't chuck out the drive last week, but seven years ago. Can you imagine... Being in that predicament, knowing that in a landfill site near where you live, there is potentially $300 million sat on an old computer and the, the logistics of getting that mind back out of the ground. Imagine paying your local government council, whatever, 70 million and then the hard drive smashed, corrupt, ruined, wrecked. You can't get the keys off it or whatever's on it. I mean, I I really feel for the guy. You know, when people, early adopters got in, they didn't think it was going to be worth much. That is why Laszlo gave away 10,000 bitcoins for two pizzas on the 22nd of May, 2010. 10,000 bitcoins. Now, people today in 2021 are fretting over being able to build up to one bitcoin. Imagine seven and a half thousand, 10,000 bitcoins. It's just... It screws with your head as far as I'm concerned. It's just mind-blowing to know that that's buried in a landfill site somewhere. It really is. So moving on, straight into some tweets now. Uh, a great one from Armin the Palmer. I follow him. He follows me. Well worth following. He comes out with some, some great tweets. I believe he's in the land down under, I think. Um, he said, I think it's very wise to diversify. And by div diversify... I mean, use all your diverse assets and buy more Bitcoin. I think that's awesome. You know, diversify into what? What am I going to put my money in that isn't going to lose value potentially? What can I put my money in that over time potentially is going to gain significantly in value? Michael Saylor, for the noobs looking at this, I was talking about him a little bit earlier. He heads up MicroStrategy, one of the first big institutions to put nearly half a billion of their company's reserve, treasury reserves right into Bitcoin. So I respect the guy. And he's really championing Bitcoin as well. Bitcoin is emerging in 2021 as the new compelling institutional grade safe haven asset. 
Excess cash is a drag on shareholder value in the current monetary environment. So we can expect more firms to adopt Bitcoin as a treasury reserve asset. That's what I've been trying to say over the last 30 minutes. These companies, their treasury is almost like holding an ice cube in their hand that is melting away. And Saylor saw this. And these other companies, because he'd done it, are asking, why has he done that? What are we missing out on? And they're all looking at it. And for you noobs that are saying, should I get some Bitcoin? Here's a thought. Okay. Michael Saylor said on an interview months ago that a typical company like his would take six to nine months of evaluating before they make their move. So imagine five or 10 big hitting companies have been evaluating since August last year. And imagine over the coming weeks and months, they decide to move into Bitcoin. You just imagine what's going to happen to that price. So we've got big players in this now that can move the markets massively as more and more pile in. And that's what really, really excites me. OK, do we need legislation? Well, they're not going to come in unless guidelines. So therefore, those of us that are against government intervention and guidelines and rules, you know, you're not I don't think you're going to get the the mass adoption without those companies seeing that if they get into this, it's safe and secure for them. So therefore, governments are going to dip their ready hand into it. So you've got this chicken and egg situation that, you know, we can't get away from. We can't change. Um, it is what it is. Um, we can just hold our Bitcoin offline, look after our private keys, keep as secure and private as we can when we're online and then just wait it out. And what will be is what will be the markets will decide, as they say. Michael Goldstein, paying your employees in inflationary fiat currency should be illegal. Workers deserve to be able to feed their families and save some of their wages to feed their families in the future. That is Bitcoin, people. Just checking nobody's putting anything in the chat. I don't want to miss out. I've missed out a few times when somebody's commented. No. Nobody's commented. If you want my attention, people, just type in UK Bitcoin Master. Right. Here's a really weird one. On Thursday's show, I talked about this silly woman. I'll just call her that without using a name. I don't want to get thrown off YouTube. But this silly woman saying the coming out, coming out the comment with, you know, Bitcoin's been involved in some silly business. OK. Dollars and pounds are every day involved in silly business, drugs, gun running, fraud. And yet all they want to do is pick on Bitcoin. And you've got to understand why, because they see it as a threat, people. So I love uh, Danish Hoddle. Um, this is Anders, actually. If you go to you, uh, bitcoininterviews.com, um, I interviewed Anders last year, and I'm sure I'll get him on again. He responded to this by saying, Biggest money laundry cases involves banks and fiat currencies. Uh, he's Danish, so maybe the spelling's not so good. They are bigger than entire market cap of Bitcoin, but no one goes to jail. Bankers have immunity. You steal wealth with money printing. Uh, Bitcoin lets us escape your sick central banking system. Now we fight back. 
th- that sums it up, really. You know, this is not a, f- a war that we win today, tomorrow, next year, next decade. This is a war that will play out, play out over 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 100 years. I won't be here. I'll be looking at the grass from the other side. Um, but my kids, my grandkids, some of them will still be here. So we owe it to them to fight this fight and ensure that Bitcoin becomes what I believe is going to be, and that is the world reserve currency. We owe it to our um, descendants. We really do. Jean's in the house. Jean, welcome to you, sir. Great to have you with us. Okay, I want to tell you about my special guest I've got coming on on my live interview show on Thursday. Uh, Some of you will know him. He's been on Bitcoin Meister's show several times. His name is CK. Uh, Christian is his actual name. There is his Twitter there. Um, You can see that he's got over 6,000 followers. Um, He's also part of a podcast here, the POV Crypto Podcast. And he also writes for one of the most respected publications, Bitcoin Magazine. So I'm going to be interviewing Christian, find out, you know, what he did before, how he discovered Bitcoin How did he go down the rabbit hole? Where does he see it going in the future? So particularly for you noobs, this is something you don't want to be missing because these people are doing great things in the space with their podcasts. You know, Bitcoin Magazine, one of the respected publications within the Bitcoin community. So 6 p.m. London time on Thursday. Do not miss my live interview with CK as he likes to be called. And finally, as I always do to pull our show together, you know me, I love quotes. Here's what I found. When you find yourself on the side of the majority, it is time to pause and reflect. Let me put that another way. What you should do if you want financial success in life is observe what the masses are doing and run the other way. So what do the masses do? Every little bit of money they get, They go and spend their money on big screen TVs, new cars and holidays. I don't mean that to be disrespective because I've done that. Okay, but what could they do if that thousand dollar TV they put into Bitcoin and sat on it for five years? That might become 10, 20, 30,000. But no, they got to have that TV right now. What do they do? They watch television um, and they watch actors on soap operas. And ask yourself a question, people, who's getting rich, the person watching the TV or the actor on the TV? So if you want to take personal responsibility and find a way for you to get over to the other side and make some money, you need to observe what they do and don't do what they do. I used to be uh, a soap opera king when I was ill. I was really, really ill for many years with this chronic um, illness that I've still got today. And I literally couldn't work. Uh, I was hobbling around at home, always in hospital. I had tons and tons and tons of drugs pumped into me that didn't do any good. And I watched soap opera after soap opera after soap opera. I knew every star of every soap. And then things changed. And today, I would rather spend my time with my headphones on watching YouTube videos. You can ask my lovely wife who's in the chat. She'll tell you I'm always on YouTube watching educational stuff because I want to go out of this world knowing that I gave it my all. I didn't roll over and let the state keep me. I didn't just let them roll out their UBI, lock me in my house and 
that is life. No, that's not for me. As I go through the back end of my life, I'm out there doing what I do and my passion, and that is sharing my enthusiasm and what I've learned. And there's many people in the chat that know way more than I do, I have to say, with anybody willing to come on to my show and listen to what I've got to say. If you are listening to what I've got to say, that doesn't mean you shouldn't get in that rabbit hole and do your own research, people. You must do your own research. Gary, who's in the chat, he's the dude that gave me the call. Um, May the 23rd, um, 2017. And he said to me, whatever you do, Brian, get in the rabbit hole. I'll send you some links to a couple of YouTube videos, which he did. And that got me searching for more. And then I found out five or six content creators that I felt were giving the right, honest information out for people like me. And then I decided with what I'd learned, plus the passion that I've got, that I wanted to share my passion, my belief, and anything I could with noobs to help them build their strong, mega, get in there Bitcoin hand. Because my Bitcoin hand is very, very strong. So people, that is your Bitcoin show for today, the 18th of January, 2021. Thank you to each and every one of you that have started piling in and subscribing to my channel. Do me a favor, share my channel with two or three of your friends, even if they're not in Bitcoin, and say, hey, check this guy out. Check what's going on in this new cryptocurrency called Bitcoin. That's all you need to do. We'll get more eyeballs on. More people can find this. And here's my goal. My passion, my absolute passion is to do everything I can for as many people as I can to stop them going down the poop coin rabbit hole and getting wrecked and then leaving the space saying, ah, that cryptocurrency, what a load of flipping rubbish. I lost money. I will educate you on the right things that you should be doing so that you don't lose money, people. That is so important. So, Thanks for being on. Do come and join me on Thursday, people, when I interview Christian. I can't wait. He's a super guy. I've been very impressed with him when I've listened to his podcast and I've seen him on different channels. He talks it as it is. He's a straight shooter, so I'm sure you'll enjoy it. But for now, if you're on the podcast, that's getting loads of listens. It's fantastic. Loads of people are reaching out to me. Um, if you're on the podcast, Thank you for listening. Get more subscribers. That's awesome. If you're on YouTube and you're watching this on Catch Up, over here somewhere or here, wherever it is, you're going to see some um, squares pop up. You're going to see my social media links come up. Follow me somewhere, BitChute, um, DTube. Um, I'm on library.tv. That's L-B-R-Y.tv. So follow me on more platforms. SciFlyer, welcome to you. Go back to the start, my friend, and watch this on um, 2X because there's some great information I've just shared. I'll be back on Thursday with my live interview. Going to leave you with my social media people. I'm blessed to have you guys in the chat. Thank you. I really appreciate it. I'll catch you on Thursday. Cheerio.